And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Rebel. Vicious. Brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Hello everybody, good evening, good morning, whenever you listen to us. Uh, this is New York Talk, the Rotherham United podcast, and the Rotherham United roller coaster continues. A point at Hull, which on the face of it in isolation sounds pretty good. When you realise that every most of the teams below us picked up points, it then becomes a bit more of a precarious situation of the championship, and everything feels much more Rotherham United-like. Um, we'll pick about the nil-nil as well as how the other results have affected uh, the survival picture. Um, Mick's with us. Mick is live from a car park in North Wales. How is it going, Mick? Uh, very good, mate. Thank you. Very good. It's very scenic, very picturesque. Nice view of the co op uh, and some houses. It's lovely. <laughs> as we like, as we like it. Um, John Hensby's with us. You've used Harvey Kelwick. Nick Henderson's a decent point in the end. He says Kim Haywood, Chris Taylor uh, are all with us. John Morell says, evening lads, the relegation battle looks tasty. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, first of all, we want to mention to Kimbo Sports, who are kindly supporting the uh, podcast. Um, if you go to kimbosports.co.uk and use the code NYT, you'll get 20% off match your kits. Essentially, they're what, they do, what, they, what they do is your kits for your Sunday League team, five-side team, six-side teams. And Nick, you used to run, obviously, your kids' team back in the, back in the day. Um if you can find a good supplier, good kit supplier, it helps your life out significantly, doesn't it? Yeah, massively so. Uh, it's one of the one of the real pains of, um, of being a coach of a under whatever it is football team. So um, I'm, I, I know that Wayne is very very helpful, and uh, it will make that that job a lot easier than uh, than it would be otherwise. So uh, give him a shout if you're uh, if you're involved in a a youth or even an adult football team. Absolutely, yeah. Kid, uh, kids and adult sizes available, and they do the, the the New York Talk hats. So if you want to pick up one of the hats that we, we have available, 
Eleven ninety nine on the website. Uh, there's New York Talk section. Have a look. There isn't a blue one for John, unfortunately, but there are some New York Talk hats available <laughs> if you fancy having a look at those. Um, so back to the Millers, Mick. Mill nil draw at Hull. We'll talk about the key incidents in a bit, I suppose, but let's just talk about the overall performance. I thought up until the red card, well, taking away the first 15 minutes and up until the red card, I thought we were the better team without actually doing anything. We're we're, we're having this um, issue of creating absolutely nothing. Um, And we were one of those teams. We looked pretty on ball a little bit. Zero cutting edge. Absolutely nothing, is there? Nothing at all going forward, um, and it is a worry. Um, we, we're creating nothing. I don't. I, what is it? Something like two or three shots on goal in the last three games, something like that. Well, that yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's not good enough. It's, it's really not good enough. Um, having said that, obviously we're struggling through injury um, and and now suspensions in that midfield area, um, which is which is a significant part of the reason we're finding ourselves in that position. So. Um, Hopefully, those injuries are, are, are coming. To that, so those injury periods, should we say, are coming to a coming to an end. Um, so, with a bit of luck, things will start to look up. They're going to have to start to look up, aren't they? Hmm. Yeah, they are. I mean, it's it, it's really difficult to sort of say. Well, is it difficult to say what what the problem is? Because we're not shooting, obviously, as as proved by a couple of shots on target in a few games. We're still not putting crosses in. We we did do something which we've been begging for. And we the press was back yesterday, mm. and they did yeah, the yeah. old Carl Alexander trick of the, the central defender taking a goal kick to the goalkeeper, which is in in fashion at the minute, and that almost paid off. You know, Hugo pushed down, pushed their goalkeeper down a couple of times, uh, and caught, and caused them some problems. So from it, it was definitely from it was a step, definitely a step in the right direction. Um, but if you don't shoot, you ain't going to score many goals, are you? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. And it's the, the the thing that confuses me at the moment, and has been doing under under Matt Taylor's reign, really. And I don't know whether it's because of what we had previously or what um, the previous manager's um, ethos was to get that ball in the box, get it in the mix, and and you'll score some goals. Matt Taylor seems to be completely the opposite. Um, mm-hmm. he, he just seems to want to play through the lines instead of putting the ball in the danger area, even when, you know, well, at all. Um, and and yeah, mix it up a bit. I've, I've no, issue. no, there's no issue. We're trying to play it through the lines and try and, you know, try and create something, create something that way. But you've, you've got to mix it up and you've got to get that ball in the box when you've got the opportunity. Um, having said that, you know, it's rare that there's anybody in the box to receive it, isn't there? Um, well, there's only ever Hugo, isn't there? Yeah, and he, and he's spending a lot lot of his time chasing players down and, mm. and pressing and not getting the support from the midfield that he should be getting. Yeah, um, it's it's a bit of a mess. I'll be honest. Mm. Yeah, it's weird. It's so weird that because we went. From, if you go back to, I know this is this is maybe an isolated game, but you look at the Blackburn game. We were shoot all. How did all the goals come from outside the box? All but all mm. but the fourth goal. Sorry. Which yeah, we, yeah, yeah. There is this case. There is we have got this ability to take shots, and I accept that Rathbone's not playing, and Barlas is not with us anymore. But <clears> from quite far outside the area, Ferguson obviously was a call and a bit of a freak goal. But still, there's still there was still that positivity, um, positivity with the ball. I, I think yesterday was positive without ball. I, th- I think that we. I think 
maybe we should spend a minute on that, I suppose. I thought without the ball, I thought we were very, very good. We'll come mm. on to the, obviously the red card in a minute. But from a defensive setup, from where we had been over, sort of pre, pre-break, we were a lot, a much, much better with the ball. And I suppose, let's pick up the positives where we can, I suppose. We were, we were much better without the ball. Yeah, we were. We played with some intensity, uh, which is what we've been begging for. Um, hopefully, you can keep it up for the last eight or nine games. Um, but sort of the, the short-term history tells us that we keep it up for two or three games and then we, then we revert back to that passive mm. nothingness. Um, and and we, we can't afford to do that. We just can't. Um, so, but yeah, you're absolutely right. We we were it, there was a big improvement when we were out of possession, no question about that. Um, but in possession, we're a bit clueless. It feels like we're a bit clueless. Yeah, it feels like he's trying to play away, like you mentioned, he's trying to sort of play through the lines a little bit without a player who can really do that. You know, you've got a Rathbone who can drive through the lines realistically from, from a deep mm. midfield to a bit further forward. You've got Ben Wiles who can make those runs off without the ball yeah. to, to, to take those runs in there. You've got Tarek Foster, who is an excellent player, and had one of his better games yesterday. But that's not really what he does, really. No. Even his best games for us have not been doing anything that we need right now. So I don't I don't really understand the persistence with playing Fosso in that central role. Like I said, it was it was much, much better. But he's still not giving us what he's not he's not helping Hugo out, is it? It at all. He's not, but there's no he's not going to, he, he is the player that or one of the players that can play those. Uh, but you've got to have somebody making that run off mm. you've got to make have somebody making that run for him to pick out. Uh, and there were a couple of occasions yesterday when Cohen Bramall overlapped and, um, and mm. well, Cohen Bramall overlapped, <laughs> that's about it, where, where he was able to do that. Um, Chio didn't do anything down the other side in terms of getting into a position where he can receive the ball yeah. it, it, and, and create some create a dangerous situation. So it, it's, yeah, it, it's a worry, it really is, because we're not looking like, we, we, we're not looking like we're going to score at the moment. No, we're not. No. Uh, John Manuel says, same with a lot of teams down at the bottom. A usual case with all the teams is creating and scoring is, is the obvious is the issue. Yeah, and, and that's almost a frustrating thing because what you tend to find with teams down there, look at Blackpool, Wigan ignoring the fact they play QPR. They don't create too many, they don't score too many, but they're also a bit dodgy at back. Mm. Um, we're pretty solid at back. I mean, we're not amazing, but we're, we're pretty, pretty solid at back. Certainly yesterday we were pretty solid other than the odd moment. So we've got one one side done. You know what I mean? We've got half the half the team role sort of ticked off. Um, or maybe yesterday was a one-off. I don't. I might be maybe giving a bit too much credit. Maybe I don't know. Um, well, we know that's not the case, don't we? We know that defensively, in the main, we're reasonably strong. We have the odd off game, but but in the main, we, we're reasonably strong. Um, but but it's like I said, like I said, it's going forward. That's the issue. In our previous visits to this division, we created chance after chance after chance and had nobody to bang it in the back of the net. We've now got players who are capable of banging it in the back of the net, but we're not giving them any opportunity to do it um, because of, the, because of the, the, the difference in the way that we're playing the game. Um, mm. So, I don't know. I don't know. We're like, we're like football in symmetry. That's more footballing irony, isn't it, really? Yeah, it is really, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't like that. Um, Michael Miller says we're struggling because we are we are below par uh, below par championship players. 
playing uh, confused tactics with no confidence and courage. Guy about a manager who's yet to prove himself at this level. So uh, the power disagree there is the players. I think mostly this is this is the best group of players Mick, we've had. Obviously, we've lost Barlas, which we know how much of a massive loss Barlas was. But I think one to eleven. I think we well maybe one to fifteen. Maybe we've got a better squad than we had, much better. We're just not. It's just that final touch, which we're not. We're not intense enough with with the ball again, as I've mentioned fifteen thousand times inside eleven minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple of points in 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 that to in that comment from Mike there that. I agree with, and there's a couple that I don't. I, I don't think we've got average championship players. We've got we've got some quality, some real quality in the team. Um, however, the point I do agree with is is the tactics that the manager's trying to um, employ, and again by game basis, the players are not either not buying into it or just don't understand it. Um, it I, I think that's where the issue is. Uh, because the, the moment we go back to the high press, high intensity game, we start to have some success. Um, yeah. And then, we, like I say, I know I keep banging the same drum, but you know when we revert back to what appears to be the way he wants us to play, we're completely and utterly ineffective. And now what we appear to have is a bit of a combination of both. So we've got yeah. the high press, high energy when we're out of possession, but then when we're in possession, we drop back to to that sort of passive, no real penetration no real quality um yeah. and so for me the issue the issue is tactical um yeah. matt somebody's mentioned matt taylor you know he's, he's, he's got yet to prove himself at this level of course he has absolutely has and i'm sure that he will i don't think there's any doubt about that i'm sure he's a good coach however um you know he's, he's got he's still got a lot of a lot of work to do to become anywhere close to um, the finished article at this level yeah yeah, football mad says Washington is a lot brighter than Hugo. Only felt like we would score when Hugo came on. I, I completely agree. Uh, maybe that was because they were pushing though. There were there two parts. Washington is, is quicker, and they were pushing, so there's a bit more space in behind. Um, but I would. It's very simple to say, but I'd love. I want to see Hugo and Washington more. Maybe Hugo and Kelly, but I think Hugo and Washington. Are a bit more of a classic duo, you know. You get your big man and your your man who runs off him a little bit. They seem like they'd fit quite nice together. And the moments we have, I think, we, did they play first half an hour against Reading when when they, the first forty-five minutes, sorry, and they did really well together. If my memory serves me right, caused Reading mm -hmm. a lot of problems. When we're when we're shoehorning Foster into that central role, why not just again? This may, this sounds really simple. And it may be over, I might maybe oversimplifying it, but just chuck Washington up top with. Hugo Fosso in his right position, which Shelley mentions here. Maybe times try Fosso back out wide. Seems lost in the middle at times. Uh, is that all? Am I, do you think that's over simple, sim, simple, Mick, or do you think we should be trying that? Yeah, I think I, I don't think it is oversimplifying it. No, because what Washington gives you, it gives you that movement up front, which then allows you to play those balls through through the through the lines because he he will be in that position. Jordan Hugo's not that type of player. He's 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 either in the box winning headers. Or he's holding the ball up um, and, and 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 bringing other players into it. So, so yeah, it, it, Jordan Hugo's not going to make those runs. It's not going to happen because that's not the type of player yeah. he is. Whereas whereas Connor Washington is. So, um, yeah, it, it, it does need a change. I'm, I, I, there's no doubt about it. Uh, but once we get Rathbone back, once we get Wilesy back, 
um, hopefully that will make some improvement into that midfield. Hmm. Yeah, um, possibly. Yeah, big news Sunday. Damian Cowa says Chelsea have sacked Potter. Sacking Sunday for somebody's <laughs> mentioned. If we run out of time, we'll talk about it. Um, Wash, uh, Michael Connor says Washington scored against Blackburn. Yeah, he did inside the box. That's right. Uh, Michael Connor, we all know that there is a massive hole in the midfield. Yeah, and that man, that <laughs> that missing hole is uh, is a certain Ollie Rathbone, isn't it? Um, but but that brings its own problems. If you're relying so heavily on one player, I know we're maybe not we're not got the biggest budget to have a couple of star players, but one player's out injured, and it's really really obvious that that one player's out injured, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. I think we're putting a lot of stall on the fact that Ollie Ollie's not playing at the moment. And yes, yes, I accept that uh, this this drop off in form has has coincided with his injury. We are missing him. There's no doubt about it. But we're not a one man team by any stretch of imagination. No. Uh, but he does give you that bite in midfield, and he does hold that midfield together. Um, there's no real leader in there at the moment. Um, it, it it just feels like there's a big hole there. I, I know that's what you just said, but it literally feels like there's a hole there. There's no, there's no, there's no one there. And, and ironically, at the beginning of the season, that midfield three that we had with with Rathbone, Wiles, and, and Barlasser was probably one of the best midfields we've had in this in this division. And yet we're ending the season or coming towards the back end of the season with only none of them, yeah. <laughs> none of them in the squad. You know what I mean? It's uh, mm. it, it's, it's it's not great, but uh, yeah, we do need him back. There's no doubt about it. Shelley mm. uh, asks any news on Ollie how far away he, Paul Davis reported that he's had an injection now I'll be honest with you I don't know what that means it's an injection to speed up recovery now I don't know if there is a set time I don't know if you know he takes three days to work and then he's pain free or or whatever um, that that sort of thing hasn't been talked about by anybody it's just, it's just reported that he has had an injection I would have assumed if you're going to give him an injection, you would hope to have him back for the, for this weekend coming. But that's a guess. That, that's a complete guess. There's been nothing put out by the by the club. Um, if you can get Rathlin back, that's brilliant. We think Wiles is not far off, but we don't know how far off. We'll have, we'll have to sort of wait and see see on that one. We'll talk about midfield again in a minute, to be honest with you, because there's other players in that midfield. Uh, to talk about. <laughs> Let's talk about the moment of the game. The only real moment of the game, Mick. Um, Domingos Kina, <laughs> bless him. He came on for 20 minutes against Blackpool, did his knee out for about six weeks, comes back on, sent off with about 20 minutes. Um, not having not having the greatest run of United career. Uh, we'll talk about his performance maybe in a moment, but the red card, David Webb was the referee. Um and at the time, when it first happened, I thought it was a penalty. I thought the referee had made the wrong decision, and I thought it was inside the area. Um, looking back from the referee's position, which would have been far away because it was a breakaway, I thought the referees made such a good decision to, to decide it was outside the area. I assume Linos helped him, but it's such a good decision, and we can't complain because it's a nailed-on red card. I know Mike. Uh, Mike's in the comments, so I know he's listening to this. Um, I thought the referee had an excellent game, and I know some people <laughs> have criticised him uh, on, on social media, but I, I thought he had an excellent game, and he got that decision absolutely on the nose, perfect. Um, it was definitely a red card. I don't think we can, there can be no argument about it. Uh, it was definitely outside the box. A really, really good decision. Um, it's a shame for Keener, but. He had to take one for the team, uh, and he did. 
Um, it, it saved us a goal because uh, I, I mean it's arguable that Victor may have may have been able to um, to collect that ball. However, you know it's you've got you've got less than a second to make that decision, and, and for me, he made the right one. And I know it's going to cost us, but um, at least we're coming away with a point and not uh, and not empty-handed. Mm. Yeah. Um, Bowman says, "Oh my God, Mick praising a referee. Am I dreaming?" <laughs> well, credit credit's due, in it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He, 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 like you, like you pointed out there, he may have had some assistance from from the linesman. That's what they do. That's the worst. You, they should work as a team, and and they clearly did. And and I, I don't think the referee had a bad game at all. I don't, hmm. You know, there were the, the odd one or two daft little fouls that are given that you could argue about. But but now I thought. Um, it was one of the better ones we've had this season, without a doubt. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I remember he played. He played. They did the Watford game as well, and I, I, I seem to remember having a decent game. He, he he didn't give the dives from Saar, did he? Saar died about three or four times in the Watford game, and he sort of stood up strong to that. So, yeah. <laughs> Power yeah. man, are you feeling okay, Mick? Didn't you lie down? Um, <laughs> he's in a car park in Wales, so he's not even had any beer either. So. It's it's this Welsh air, you know, and 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 the good thing is it's not even raining here, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they're drawing with two two sort of points again. They're both leading to each other. It said the lad you lost into Borough is more more of a loss. I said I, I, I'd say as you didn't have a light for like replacement for him. Connor Coventry was brought in as a, as a replacement. John Brown also says who the lad who was the lad that dived in for the tackle. Whoever it was uh, led to the led uh, to the sending off essentially. Conor Coventry, Mick. Um, mm. We seem to be talking about Conor Coventry quite a lot, to be honest with you. But yeah. the red card came from a Conor Coventry really, 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 really poor tackle, a half a half tackle. <laughs> um, I'm really struggling with Conor Coventry because I, I I've got to think there's a player in there. You know, West Ham thinks so highly of him that there can't not be a player there. It, there's got to be. Um, but we are seeing a player who doesn't either doesn't like to get stuck in, which I don't think would be the case because the position he plays, you've got to have a bit of physicality, or he's scared of getting injured. He's he's causing us problems. Is is the, is the bluntest way, and, and, and maybe that's a harsh way of putting it, but he's causing us problems. He was the reason that Keane got sent off yesterday because he is half-hearted tackle, and it wasn't the only time in the game. He's got. He's gone in half-hearted and lost us the ball. I, I, I yeah. I take a slightly different view on on right. that particular incident. Um, I think he's gone for the man. I don't think he's gone for the ball. I think he's gone for the man. I think he's gone to 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 to, to foul the man uh, and hopefully you know get a give a free kick away uh, away, away there because they're clearly on the break. And he's just mm. missed it. He's just missed the man. He's missed the ball. He's missed everything. Um, I was quite surprised at the sort of aggression that he, how aggressively he went into that challenge, um, albeit he missed. But uh, for Conor Coventry, it was quite a step up for me in terms of the level of aggression mm. he used. Unfortunately, like I said, it, uh, it didn't work out. Um, yeah, he's, 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 he's not having a great time. Um, it's, it's in the sense that it's not really influencing games, um, mm. and I understand that he's a player that it kind of does the dirty work, the unseen dirty work. I think he's he's one of those types of midfielders, but unfortunately, he's not even he's not really being effective in that. Um, no. And and 
I put that down to the fact that he's he's, he's trained not to get injured. If he, he appears to be trained not to get injured rather than actually fully committing, which is I accept is at odds with what I've just said about that tackle. But that for me is why it highlights that tackle. You know mm. what I mean? Because it was a tackle that he went in aggressively and and it's, it's unusual for him. Um, and he probably won't do it again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's, he's not as effective as he needs to be. And and he's and, and let's be honest, uh, the point that John made, we, we, we've not got a like-for-like replacement for Dan Barla, so nobody has. You know, the, those play, those types of player, uh, and Middlesbrough obviously don't seem to share this point of view at the moment, uh, those types of player don't come along very often. Um, for, for me, anyway, as a Rotherham United support, we don't get those kinds of players, and I don't see them necessarily, certainly at this level, um, very often at all. So you were never going to get a like for like. A Coventry is definitely not like for like. It may be in terms of the position he plays in, but yeah, what he's capable of doing is not, uh, is nowhere near on that level. No, uh, Barlas had got a total of six minutes yesterday in a 4 2 loss to Huddersfield. Uh, Bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. Yeah, don't get that. Well, they could have helped us then. They didn't. Thank you very much. We'll talk, maybe talk about it in a minute. John Morell says it was a tackle made by a player who never makes a tackle, hence why he went so wrong. But that yeah, yeah, may well smoke yeah. quite nicely, to be honest with you. Um, mm. Yeah, Craig Rallis says Coventry couldn't lace Dan, Dan's boots. Um, Coventry has to try to tackle because the whole player was faster. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he's just made an absolute pig's ear of it. Um, yeah, we're just we're just not seeing that any. I couldn't pick out a positive aspect of his game. I accept that he does does a bit of dirty work. So maybe maybe some of the work he does we miss maybe. But then again, we've yeah. talked we've compared to Richard Smallwood. And I think initially when we got when Richard Smallwood came, I think we maybe did miss a bit of his dirty work. But then it became very obvious what he brought to the team. It was very. It became. You know, it was Richie Smallwood. He, he did what he did, mm. and I'm seeing a very poor Richie Smallwood at the minute. At the minute, whether but that's because Richie Smallwood didn't care. He just went flying through man, didn't he? That that, that was maybe the difference. Yeah. It, maybe maybe the difference because Richie Smallwood was a bit of a madman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, possibly. He is. He is a bit of a pound shot, Richie Smallwood, isn't he? Yeah, uh, in, in that sense, but um, like you say, West Ham think they've got a player there, so maybe at Premier League level, mm. he, he may he may offer something different. But at the moment, mm. it's not really it's not really being effective for us. But having said that, neither is anybody else realistically, or not yeah. many anyway. Mm. Yeah. Um... A few of the comments are sort of basically saying we shouldn't have let um, Barlas go, 100% let him go at the wrong time. You, I mean, this is all very hindsight making. I suppose in football, this is what we do. We put the hindsight goggles on. Um, at the time, we all thought it was the right decision at the right time, didn't we? To be fair, with credit, you know, we, we got the money in. Money was spent on wages and loans for other players. So it probably was the right deal, although it's, it's hurting us now. Uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, isn't it? You know, well, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, we need the money. Mm. We need the money, and we and we got we got a decent wedge for him. I, I didn't want to see Dan Barlasa go, but he was never going to sign a new contract with us, and therefore we needed to get some money. So yeah, it, it's the wrong decision because we we need him, 
but it's the right decision because financially we need to be secure. Um, mm. So, and, and yeah, it, it, you could argue it both ways, but um, he's gone. So we move on. Yes. Yes, we do. Uh, Phil says it's unfair to highlight one player at the overall shape that's wrong. Yeah, I yeah, agree I, with I that. I, I, I do agree to an extent, but what I would say is Jamie Lindsay's come in straight away and made an impact. It, I, don't, I don't. That wasn't Jamie Lindsay's best performance in a Rotherham shirt, but he was it was everywhere. He was trying to create, so he was trying to break up the play when we didn't have the ball. He was trying to press their players when we did have the ball. And I accept that maybe being asked to play different roles, but when a Dolphin's on the pitch, you generally know about it. You know, he's doing mm-hmm. something, whatever it is, Adopt is doing something. When Jamie Lindsay's on the pitch, you, you know damn well that Jamie Lindsay's on the pitch. Mm. And that's maybe the difference. That's that's the frustration from me compared to the likes of Connor, Connor Coventry at the minute. I hope he comes good. But at the minute, it doesn't seem it makes not much sense to me that he's getting in over Jamie Lindsay or Adolphin. I know Adolphin's not everybody's cup of tea, but it gives you something else and he he, he does actually give you something for almost 90 minutes weekly. Yeah, he does. He does, and 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 he is capable of playing that that role, that sort of holding midfield role. Um, but yeah, it, <laughs> it, it that's clearly not in Matt Taylor's plans. Connor Coventry is, and and hopefully, hopefully he'll start to <laughs> he'll start to have an impact on the games. He's young, as I think as John's yeah, mentioned in comments exactly, there. Yeah. You know, he's, he's young and inexperienced, and that's why he's with us. To, to gain that experience yeah, um, mm. and unfortunately that's the nature of the beast for clubs like us isn't it you know we've got mm. we, we bring players in on loan and our job is to develop them and sometimes that doesn't benefit us as a club but you know that's that's just where we are isn't it yeah um, look I, I, I think Levet will come good he just needs to be a bit braver for start and look after the ball a bit better. I think for a player of his, of his obvious ability, that that's well within his skill set. Well within his skill set, yeah. I think. Um, but we've got to we've got to see it. Um, Matt Miller says, "Let's not forget once again the contribution of Victor. It was a crucial save in the first half. It looked a simple save, but that's because he's a guy who made it. Is at the top of his form. Yeah, I mean, it's very easy to forget about Victor." To be honest with you, because he just did what Victor does, but it was a crucial save. I think it was so. It was it was really good, for, really really good for Victor all round. He, he come out for a couple of crosses, punched when he needed to. I think it was just mm. general. Uh, it's just Victor being Victor. Yeah, he is, and and you know, <laughs> like you, it's it's very easy to just sort of gloss over him because we we constantly, constantly singing his praises aren't we and it feels like it gets a little bit boring uh, but yeah it was a crucial save um and 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 he would probably have 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 mopped up the one that keener uh got sent off with but he couldn't take that chance um yeah he's he's outstanding and and were it not for him uh we would be definitely in the, right in the middle of that relegation battle mm. you absolutely would we're just outside it at the minute um, yeah, yeah, exactly. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Shelley says, right now in our current situation, Jamie Lindsay has to be in the starting lineup. You should be the second name behind Victor for me. And I, I, I agree that if, if Ollie's not going to be there, Mick, you've got to have Jamie Lindsay in the team. And again, it wasn't, an, it wasn't his best ever Rodham performance, but he had an impact. He had a positive impact. Um, mm. And that's that's all we ask for from someone like Jamie Lindsay. You just say right, put the opposition under pressure when when they've got the ball, do a bit of running. It's not going to create much Lindsay, but he, he helps the team. He helps take the pressure off us because of his energy and, he, and the pressure he puts on them. Yeah, he does absolutely, uh, and he, and he can he can pick that pass as well. He, he works oh, yeah. very very well with uh, with Chio down that right hand side. Um, mm. They've got a very good understanding together, and and, and Chio. He's, he's a lot more dangerous when Jamie Lindsay's on the pitch and, and close to him. So I, I absolutely agree. Uh, while ever, if Oli Rathbone is not playing, Jamie Lindsay has to. And that, mm. uh, for me, that, that that's the end of that discussion. I agree. You know? But they the, the can't, I, I, I just cannot get my head around the fact that you've got two players who are incredibly similar uh, in, 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 in the way that they play and the way that they impact a game. And yet, there's only one of them that seems to be the key man. Mm. Uh, when he's injured, the other one don't get a look at that. But I find that bizarre. I find that really yeah. peculiar. Mm. Yeah, I did as well. Very strange. Um, Chris Taylor, Dauphin is the only player we have with threatens with height. We are poor at set pieces. Probably, yeah, I think I think that's probably right. But we don't we don't threaten any of the crosses. We are, and we don't we maybe don't have set piece players. We've got Shane Ferguson with a, with a good left foot. That's it. Keener came on and took a couple of set pieces, but didn't have a massive impact into it. A massive, uh, massively impressed with them. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's, no. it's frustrating. Um, it's frustrating. And, and, you know, we've said all this and, you know, we, we don't look like scoring and everything else. And we'll go and end up banging a few in, in, the, in the next couple of games. But um, I, I just can't see where they're coming from at the moment. I just can't. No. No, I can't. Let's hope we get another positive, though. I thought Colin Bramwell came back in for his first start in quite a long time, actually. I haven't looked when his last start was, but it, it may have been the Reading game. Uh, so, mm-hmm. so a little while ago. Um, again, plenty of positive. I think he was brought in to keep their number 10 quiet. Or I can't remember his name now, but he, he, was, he, was a, he, he was a good player with a bit of pace. Um, but I thought Bramwell was basically faultless. He, he didn't do anything wrong. He did what he needed to do very, very well. I think he maybe played with the reins on a little bit. I don't think he, he got forward as much as I would have liked him to. But he, mm. I still thought he had a, he had a really, really, really good game, Bramwell. He probably thought there's no point in getting forward because if I put ball in the box, there's going to be nobody there to get on the end of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's a bit marmite, isn't he, Colin Bramwell? Mm. It would appear. 
uh, with some of our supporters. I like him. I like him. Yeah, he's got his he's got his problems. He's got his faults. Um, yeah. You know, he, he tends he can dive in a lot, but his pace gets him out of so much trouble uh, and creates so much problems as well. So many problems as well for the for the opposition. So he, he's another one that for me would would be in in the team. Yeah. Every week, unless he's injured, um, not necessarily in that left back position either, um, because I think I think Kielder has a has a, tends to have a really decent impact on the game when he plays. For some yeah. reason, Matt Taylor seems to have taken a bit of a uh, a dim view of him at the moment. I don't know. I mean, he's he's clearly a young lad. He's clearly keen. He's clearly yeah. a bit daft. Um, you know and. I don't know whether he just feels he's a bit too immature or what, but um, it, it, it gives us a, it, it really gives us something in that left back position, which would allow Cohen Bramall to take up that position on the left that uh, Shane Ferguson um, is, is occupying at the moment, and 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 Cohen Bramall that far up the pitch with the pace that he's got would be an absolute nightmare for defenders, absolute nightmare. Um, but again, we're not managers, always so. No. No, we're not. Um, Four Mad asks about Kyoso, asking if he's injured. I don't think he is, but Peltier is solid. Peltier is not really causing us any problems. I, I will have a Peltier is playing the way he's playing. And I, I, I suppose he lacks going forward, Nick. I suppose that's the problem with Peltier. But you've got to add in there that Peltier is a, a leader. We, we, we lack a bit of leadership in that team. You've got maybe Bailey Wright and Lee Peltier and Hugel up top. Those are your leaders in this team. Maybe we're doing Victor a bit of a disservice, but we need those people on the pitch to to guide these players through. We, you know, we wouldn't. We haven't got Richard Wood to be the to be the leader of, of these of this team at the minute. So maybe that plays into the part of playing uh, Peltier over somebody like Kyoso, who's not even make it bench. Uh, which again is another strange, strange decision because he's another dangerous player going forward and defensively. Defensively, very adept. So, I, I, I don't, I don't get that either. Um, it, 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 I just, yeah, yeah, not even on the bench is just bizarre. It mm. really is because he does offer you something different, and he offers you a threat in the opposition box as well. He's very, very good in the air. Um, he's got pace. He can put the ball in the box. He can defend well. Listen, I have no issue with Lee Peltier whatsoever, and I get what I get the point that you're making in terms of. Um, being a leader on the pitch, but you know he's 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 coming off injured almost every game, you know. So he's he's running himself into the ground. Um, it's only a matter of time before that one of those injuries, you know, before he breaks down for the rest of the season. Um, so yeah, I I, I want to see Kioso playing, and and I would I probably would pick him over over Lee Peltier at the moment, just simply because he offers more going forward. And we've got nothing going forward. No. No, we haven't. Not at all. Um, Shelley says maybe time for two up top. Just feels like something has to give at the minute. Yeah. Uh, we'll maybe talk about it on the next episode uh, when we preview the West Brom game on Friday. Um, yeah. Uh, thought, Harvey Kerr with a good point. Thought, thought Harding played all right when he came on as well. Yeah. It looked back to the. I know it was only a short period of time, Mick, but it looked back to good old Wes. Came on, did a job, not spectacular, no mistakes. That's that's what I expect from from Mister Harding. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and hopefully, when he's called upon again, he he, he does the same. Um, I desperately want him back to to some sort of form. 
Um, I, I, I like Wizardin a lot, as you know. Uh, I think he's a quality player and he's been just so out of touch recently. Um, but yeah, they're a, a very, very good header at the back post towards the back end of the game that um, mm. that, that could have could potentially arguably be a goal-saving um, intervention. So, yeah, no issues with, with that yesterday at all. Mm. No. Um, Mike Miller, just think how much trouble we'd be in if our goalkeeper was only having an average season. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty scary to think of, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. well, only because we're not scoring goals. Well, that's, that's, that's why it's under so much pressure, isn't it? That that yeah. that is the reason the defense and the and if if the, if we make chances and score one out of five, then that the pressure's instantly off. And and this we go back to last season. This is why last I know I know it's a different league and I know the player you know it's a different it's a different kind of thing, but there was no pressure on Woody and the back and the and Icky and people like that because we were already three one up against against Portsmouth or four one up against Portsmouth or whatever whatever it might have mm-hmm. been. There was so little pressure on the defense. Because it was relaxed, because we were taking the shots, we were putting the crosses in, um, we were break, breaking the opposition down. Maybe that's just because we're at a different level. Uh, but but we look at the first quarter of the season, we were still creating yeah. chances, weren't we? Um, we were exactly, and that's the point. That's precisely the point. Um, had we been able to continue in that same vein, we would have been comfortably safe, I believe. Now I genuinely do, because we were creating opportunities. Uh, and given the players that we've now got, arguably we wouldn't have got the same players. Uh, that's another matter, in, you know, in the January transfer window. But um, we were creating chances, we were scoring goals, we were defensively solid, and we were causing teams. Everybody that we played, we were causing them problems because mm. of the intensity of the play and the, the high press, and 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 we, we were getting the ball in the box. Um, and that, we're not doing that. We're not doing that at the moment. Um, that's partially because a new manager's coming halfway through the season with a different idea and he's not really had time um, to implement that on the training ground mm. well he did to be fair that's not true because he had a four week break in between the World Cup and then he, he, he came yeah. back absolutely dross so yeah mm. Mm. okay <laughs> um Couple of criticisms here. Football man said a lot of the a lot of the dissatisfactions of ours are down to poor management. Uh, Jamie says the worry I have that if Matt Taylor keeps trying the same thing and expecting different results, I think we need to be more attacking. Yeah, but we're one of those teams, mate, that goes on goes in spells. That first things first, we didn't play badly yesterday. I know, I know, we got dragged, dragged further into other games, but we didn't play badly. Which, yeah. and if we look, you know, you can go back go back to the post World Cup. We were dross. We were complete and utter garbage. Then we beat Blackburn. We picked up a point at Watford. We were really, really good. Picked up a point against Sheffield United. We were really, really good. Then we lose to Reading when we maybe should have won and went on another two or three game period where we went poor again. And then we picked up a win against Sunderland. Picked up a really good point at Swansea and beat QPR. And then we've gone on another bit of a poor run. I just think mm-hmm. we're streaky, and and that that can lead you into danger. You know, you look at Lee Johnson. Steve Lee Johnson's a perfect example, isn't it? Because Old Streaky Lee is, is one of the kings of that. Um, <laughs> but that streaking is what is what is what still fills me with enough confidence that we will find a way of, of staying up because it will click. We've seen under Matt Taylor so far that, yeah, we're going to have some garbage games, but there are games where everything will click 
And we could go beat West Brom 2-0 on Friday. And whether we will is a different conversation. But we could, because we know we've got that ability within this squad to turn up and turn over really, really good teams. Mm. And so we've got to be careful to not to criticise that for me, I think, I think anyway. We've got to be careful not to criticise Matt Taylor too much because he has shown on occasions that he can do it at this level. He's, he's beaten, he's beaten, I say, like I mentioned then, he's beaten some very, very good teams this season and dismantled some very, very good teams this mm-hmm. season. Um, so we've got to we've got to wait and see and, and see how it pl- plays out. But I, I've seen enough from Matt Taylor that he will keep us up. I, I, I still have confidence in that, but we'll have to walk. Time will tell, won't it? He's, he's got to, we want to, realistically, we want to go turn up for three more games this season and we'll survive, don't we? Realistically, I know that's only given. I know that's again really simple. That's all we've got to do. Sometimes it is as simple as that, isn't it? Sometimes I'm not convinced it is this time. Okay. Um, the, the issue is, uh, and, and I know I keep saying it, and I'm, I feel like a broken record. What happens is we play with intensity and we do well for three or four games, and then we yeah. drop off completely, and, 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 and we don't we don't just sort of not play with the same intensity for a bit of the game. We just don't mm. play with any at all for the full 90 minutes. And mm. that's when it falls off. And it, and it's. I'm not suggesting, I know John's put in the comment there, you can't do it 46 games a season, 90 minutes a game. No, you can't. And, and, and when we've been playing well in that fashion under Matt Taylor, we've not been doing it for 90 minutes. We've been doing it at appropriate times. Mm. You know, we've gone in and out of the press. We've taken it in and out of the game. Um and, and you can do that 46 um you can do that 46 games a season um it's, it's when we lose that that we start to have the issues and 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 I don't understand why we lose it I don't I don't get it it can only be tactical I can't I can't think of another reason hmm. I, th- I think yeah I think I think it's more that we get out pressed or out intensified by the opposition. Um, if if, the, really? if we play a team well, like Cardiff, for example, Cardiff were just better in every department than us. We just didn't turn up, whereas they did. If they if they didn't if they weren't as intense as intense as they were, then the game may have gone differently, excluding the rain. Um, I don't know. I, I, I may be trying to defend Matt Taylor a bit more than I should. I don't know. Uh, it's difficult. It yeah. is difficult. I mean, I mean, I I, I, I refer you back to Millwall. Um, over one of the probably one of the most passive teams we've played all season, and, and yet we still managed to 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 be more boring and passive than they were, um, and they got their their just desserts out of that game. So um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I, I, there are issues with Matt Taylor's reign. There's no question about that. He's getting plenty wrong. Uh, but a, a coach with his experience is going to do. Uh, but as 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 you as you put in that uh, comment that you just put up earlier on, you know you can't keep doing the same things and expecting a different result. Um, uh, yeah. It, yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Um, couple of comments here. If uh, Phil says if a manager can't see the shape is wrong, it looks bad. We've only won nine games. Do you really think that's good enough? We look like a League One, League Two team. Football mad also. We've won one, only won nine games. We'll probably only need to win eleven to stay up. So yeah. winning games, we're in a relegation battle. We were meant to be in a relegation battle. So I don't think winning nine games. I don't think that's a necessary. I disagree with me if you are. I don't think that's a 
a necessarily stat to throw at somebody at this this point in the season and say you're rubbish because you've only won nine games. Well, teams around us probably haven't won nine games. They've maybe picked up more draws and whatnot. Um, I don't know. Do you disagree? Um, it's not good enough, is it? Winning nine games at this stage of season, having only won nine games this stage of season, when we could have quite easily won a lot more had we had we played in the same ma- uh, manner that we, we can do. So the shape is wrong. There's no doubt about it. The shape yeah, is wrong. I agree. I agree. Um, uh, that, that you can't. I don't think anybody can argue about that. And whether that's down to injuries um, as much as anything else makes no difference, really. If it's wrong, it's wrong, and it needs to be addressed. Um, you know, while ever, the, while ever those players are injured, we need to play a different way. We cannot okay. allow the midfield to be non-existent. It's this is the championship. You know, mm. you might be able to get away with it in League Two. You may possibly sometimes get away with it in League One. You ain't getting away with it in this division. Not once. Not happening. Mm. Um, and, we're, and, and we're proving that. Yeah, we picked up more draws than anybody else in the sort of bottom part of the division. We've got 14 draws this season, which I'm just trying to look at the table now. That may, be the, may, that may well be the, mo- the most in the entire division in terms of draws. Um, yeah, 14 draws. That's puts us on the highest amount of draws this season out of the entire division. We have won nine. Uh, only Blackpool and Wigan have, have won less. They've both won eight. Um but we, we said at the time a lot of those draws we'd have lost one nil two years ago, so we can't we can't sort of it both ways I don't think. Um, anyway, let's move on. Let's look at the picture um, going down. John, John says the issue is you're playing teams at the top and top 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 teams at the biggest end of the season. They hadn't realised the running was so tough. Yes, I think that's a very very. I think that's I think it is a tough running, but. What that means is those teams at the top we saw with us last season in League One, when things got tough, it became very difficult for us to win and we lost games to teams we shouldn't have lost them. You look at Wednesday, we can all laugh at Sheffield Wednesday at the minute, but they're doing exactly the same things of you know, win, not winning games that they maybe should have done. Um, it, we, we discussed this yesterday. Sometimes playing teams who've got something to play for can help you because, because pressure, look at Middlesbrough. Pressure does funny things to teams, doesn't it? At that end of the table. Absolutely, uh, absolutely, it does. And, and to be fair, we we seem to play better against the better sides, uh, without a doubt. You know, I'd, you know, you put us up against Wigan, and it's going to be a slug, a slugging match, isn't it? You know, yeah. um, but you put us up against a team that's going to play football, um, and and we we tend to be better. We tend mm. to be better, and 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 I've got some very very good results against some some really good sides. Um, I mean Burnley, for example, was so unlucky, so unlucky not to get anything out of that game at Burnley. Um, you know we've been Norwich. to Sheffield United, beat Sheffield United. We've got yeah Norwich at home. We've got Norwich coming up. Um, mm. it, it, we're we're more than capable of taking points off these top sides, particularly ones that are getting a little bit nervy. As to whether they're going to make the playoffs or whether they're going to make the automatics, etc. Um, so yes, it's a tough running. It's it, but we've still got to, you've got to play everybody in division. So whether you play yeah. them now or whether you play them earlier on, it makes no difference really. Um, we've just got to, we've just got to look after our own uh, and improve our own performances. Yeah, absolutely. Tobias with a positivity uh, boost. Tobias says, don't worry, expect six points in the next next two games. He hasn't seen us lose when he's been over to England. Six easy points, yeah. as Tobias says. Listen, <laughs> Tobias is on a high. Tobias is probably drunk because Hammerby have won the first the opening game of the season today. So he's probably been on beer. 
He's definitely been on beer. <laughs> He's definitely been on beer, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Positivity. We like a bit of positivity after. Yeah, although the, this this comes obviously, Huddersfield picked up a shock result. There's no other way of putting it. A shock result. They've been 1 0 down. Um, they go and win 4 2, which was a, is a brilliant result. I mean, when Warnock took over there, there was a lot of people saying, all oh, right, it's Warnock, it's old school, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's not, he's, he's ne- not going to do it. Beware. Beware of Neil Warnock. Write him off at your peril because that man knows how to pick up points in the championship. Um, it's only it's only a win, but it just drags everybody else back into. If you add Reading six points into the, I think you've got four teams covered by three points or something like that. It's mm. it's pulled everybody right back in. Yeah, it has, absolutely. And, and you're right. You, you can't write Neil Warnock off or, or any of his sides. Um, he's one of the best managers that the FL's ever seen. Uh, one of the most successful uh, managers, arguably that uh, the EFL's ever seen. So um, he, he does what he does and he does it very, very well. So um, Gareth Ainsworth, on the other hand, um, I, I QPR are another another matter altogether. They've been dragged right back into this. Yeah. Um, I can see Gareth Ainsworth getting sacked before the season's out. Mm. Um, I, 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 I'd be very surprised if he manages to... Um, to still be QPR manager after 46 games. Very surprising indeed because um, they're in free fall at the moment. They can't buy a win, which is great for us. Um, Huddersfield, like you say, are the dark horses to possibly get out of this. Um, yeah. This six-point deduction from Reading that doesn't seem to be coming um, may well drag them back into it. Um, Cardiff, you know... That, that they're, loss they're yesterday... In. That, that will take so much out of them. We, we, we joked about the rain thing, but losing in yeah. the 98th minute to your bitterest of rivals at home, I can only imagine what that's going to take out of their, their morale. It, it must be an absolute dagger. Yeah, it must be. It must be. And, and I have no issue with Cardiff whatsoever as a club. I, I, I don't. However, they sent us down last time we were up here, so it's now, now, it's now time for us to send them down. That's my view. We need to return that favour. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The, yeah. We, we, we look at sitting this, and we, we see ourselves. Oh, Cardiff will definitely pick up points, and I, I think it doesn't. Cardiff got the, the hard two of the hardest runnings. I think um, Cardiff have got Blackpool. Blackpool next, mind Blackpool aren't going to do. I watched first half of their game against Preston at weekend, and they they look like they're, not, they're not bothered about staying up. To be honest with you, Blackpool, I, I, I couldn't believe how bad they were. Um, certainly, the first I didn't watch the second half. Um, I think Wigan have done, but the point deductions really hurt them. They played QPR, didn't they? So it's difficult to judge Wigan because they only beat QPR, which everybody beats QPR at the minute. Um, I still think Wigan have not got enough. I don't think our squad's big enough or, or good enough for them to stay up. Blackpool don't seem bothered at the minute. Um, so for me, Wigan and Blackpool are done. I think there's one spot open. That may that may change. In the next, 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 we know, I know how big Easter can be. Easter can be massive, can't it? Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I think there's one spot to play for, and it's one of Huddersfield, Cardiff, Rotherham, Reading, or QPR. If you again, we, we say this a lot, I'd make, but if you did offered me that on day one at season, you've got a one in five chance of staying up, uh, and you are three point two points ahead of the head of the drop at this stage, you would have taken it, wouldn't you? Yeah. I would have eight games in. I wouldn't have taken it though. <laughs> well, no, 
<laughs> and, you know, and, and that's <laughs> that's that's the worry. Um, we should be we should be out of sight, man. We should be out of sight of this battle, and we're only in it because of our own fault, because of our own um, inconsistency and poor performances, um, unnecessarily poor performances, for me. Uh, because if if we'd have if we'd have played half decent after that World Cup break, these injuries that we've got now wouldn't have a, half the impact that they're having. Um, so th- those changes that were made to the tactics, to the shape, um, to the way that we play following the World Cup break are are really the key to where why we're where we are for me. Hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree. Um, yeah, let's finish on where you just what you see. You know. Eight games left, seven for everybody else, I think, for, for most of the division anyway. Do you see, we'll, we'll probably revisit this question after every single game between now and the end of the season, Mick, but how confident are you that we will get the points needed? Nine at the most, I think, is what we'd need. Do you know, if you'd have asked me that, well, you did ask me this three weeks ago and I was very confident. I'm, I'm much less confident now. Um, not not necessarily because of the results, but because of the performances. Mm-hmm. Um, the only sort of light at the end of the tunnel for me is, is is that, as you pointed out earlier on, we tend to have four or five bad games and then three really good games, yeah. um, or four or five bad results and then three really good results. So hopefully, hopefully we're on the verge of three or four good results and that will keep us up, mm-hmm. um, no matter what anyone else does. Um, but I, I am starting to get a little bit worried now. Mm. Uh, to be fair, it wouldn't be rather United if we didn't go into April with a bit of nerves, would it? It's just... Well, no, exactly. We Absolutely. It's the Rotherham United way uh, is to turn up in April with worry. So, recap the running. Friday, early kickoff. Remember, one o'clock kickoff. West Brom at home. Then we've got Norwich away. Then Luton at home. Luton have been really, really good against Watford. Uh, Burnley at home three, what, four days later on the Tuesday. They could be promoted <laughs> by then. They could be promoted. They could be looking for the title. We don't know. Bristol City away in the penultimate away game of the season. Middlesbrough at home. Cardiff at home. Uh, yeah, Cardiff, Cardiff, Cardiff before the Middlesbrough game, sorry, again at home. And then Wigan on the Bank Holiday Monday on the 8th of May. Yeah. Again. It's uh, <laughs> squeaky bum time. Look, nine points will do it. That's three wins out of those, those, eight, those, eight, those eight games. That's doable. <laughs> Easy, easy you're peasy, You're not going to need more than 50. Well, Uddersfield, I can't see Uddersfield picking up 12 points from seven games. That 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 would be amazing, wouldn't it? That, that would be beyond mm. it. Um, yeah. You got three, John says you've got three must-win games, Bristol, Cardiff and Wigan. Possibly. I mean, yeah. if, we, if it goes, if we if we go into Wigan games still needing something, then... Oh, God, another last day oh, shooting out. God, I can't be doing with this. St George's Day. <laughs> Another St George's Day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those are really three of our last four games. We will have picked up some points before then. Whether it's six points or two points, we will have picked up some points by before the Bristol City game. Yeah. Um, let's see. We mentioned mentioned it just a minute ago. Easter can be huge. We pick up four points at Easter. It's unlikely anybody below us is going to pick up more than four points. The, Nobody's going to pick up six points. Realistically, it's, it's unlikely they're going to pick up six points over Easter. So four mm. points will either keep the status quo or pull us away. It should. Um, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. 
This is it. This is it. This is it. Oh, God. Can you imagine just, like, finishing 17th? Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be just yeah. great? We could just all chill out. There we go. Grandmad <laughs> <laughs> says, says, can you imagine the limbs if we need to beat Wiggins to stay up and Georgia Kelly nets the winner again? I can't. I just, we just don't need the stress, do we? Uh, I no. can also imagine what would happen if, you know, somebody like Marlon Pack scores an 87th minute goal to send us down. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Here we go. Mick, anything else we want to talk about uh, before we wrap this up? No, I mean, I mean, John's just pointed out that it's boring being there. I mean, like, as you, as you said, I would be, I would love to be bored. Please let me be bored for one season in this division. Down, in this division, yeah, yeah. I think if we go down, will we'll that be eight seasons in a row we've gone up or down? Yeah. I, the, I, I can imagine there's some teams that haven't gone up and down eight times ever. Do you mind? <laughs> Rochdale, yeah. I went like 30 years without going up or down or something like that in League Two. Something like that, yeah. yeah. And we, yeah. We've, got it, we've gone seven, could go eight in a row going up or down. Um, yeah, championship. Yeah. Uh, did you say that's it, mate? Anything else you want to mention? No, no, I'm uh, I'm good, mate. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you all for being with us. We'll be back on probably Thursday. We may decide to go a day early because it's because it's Good Friday. Because it's a Good Friday game. I don't know. We'll keep an eye on the socials for that. Um, please do subscribe if you haven't done already. We'll do an instant reaction on Friday. Uh, Friday post game uh, for the West Brom, which will be up on the YouTube channel as well. And then again, we may be like Easter Sunday, probably. We'll, we'll work it out and get back to you on that one um, as, the, as, it, as it gets to its conclusion, as this crazy season <laughs> gets to its conclusion. Uh, subscribe, like, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, whatever, if you can give us a five-star rating if you haven't done already. That would very much help us out as well. Thank you very much. Uh, Mick, I assume it's dark. Isn't it? It's pitch black in the car park in Wales. It's dark here. Yeah, can you tell? <laughs> I hope that's. Um, yeah, thank you, everybody, and we will see you all for the very next episode in a few days' time. Thank you very much. Rebel, vicious, but brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, here's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Rotherham United's pathway back to the championship is opening up. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Oh. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.